0: Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Rock, Rock, Rock and Roll podcast. Check out this record at episode 103. We will embark on all things cheese. My name is Frank. With me is my good
1: friend who loves cheese just as much as I do. Mark, you know, much like the music we like, people think the cheese we like (laughs) stinks, too. But they're wrong. They are. They are. Uh Uh-huh. And you
0: can find us. Listen, you can find us because I know you are on Spotify, Apple uh-huh. Podcasts,
1: mm. Amazon Music Podcasts, and of course, oh, yeah. YouTube. Oh, yeah. YouTube. Definitely for sure. Uh, but when you ask, great question. Thank you for asking. New sure. episodes drop each and every, mostly Fridays. That's right. Hearing he us for the
0: first time. You're not annoyed with us. Welcome. Woo! review records track by track we have lots of musical discussions we do spotlight episodes that might include some mysteries and we've just scratched the surface especially
1: with that led zeppelin series we just scratched the surface and we're just getting Ugh. warmed up mark you are highly caffeinated tonight and i like it okay so you definitely want to check out our verses series well frank and i will pit uh, two bands against each other make them duke it out for something we like to call total stereo domination mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> dang that could be one of my favorites man thank you really really good Man, so while you're checking this out, because we know you are again, Instagram, Facebook group, hopefully these episodes will leave you wanting more of our musical goodness, and you heard from Mark, so there you go. Now, if you want a record that you want us to listen to, drop a comment where you find us, like, subscribe, rate, review, so I'm going to say this, Mark, you're describing to someone what Primus sounds like, right, and they've never heard them before, and you have to do it in one sentence,
1: (sighs) One sentence. What do you say? i miss them. one sentence. Shit, dude. Okay. Um. All right. '90s alternative metal with the funkiest bass lines and obtuse lyrics meant to make you wonder if you've eaten entirely too many magic mushrooms. Uh, has that has wow. Really
0: good. Thank you. Loved it. Loved it. Um, mine's not as thoughtful. I w- I would say they're a jazz prog metal funk band with humor and then i would ask the person if they like enya and then i would say it's not that so oh, yeah th- th- yeah that that's the best way i could <laughs> do- the best the best thing i could say <laughs> 100 so, not enya not any at all um surprises been in the background of like my musical world for a while right the world mm-hmm. they created has without a doubt um stuck to me um, where I would just randomly think about things such as My Name is Bud, whenona Winona's Big Brown, Beaver, and mm-hmm. the term Pork Soda. Like These were constantly just coming up in my head. And I remember them in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey at the Battle of the Bands. But I wanted to do a little bit more of a deep dive. So mm-hmm. here we go. Okay. So Primus began, Mark, in El Sobrante, California in 1984. 1984 with singer and bassist Les Claypool, guitarist Todd Hooth. And a drum machine, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) No. They had trouble finding a drummer, right? I know one. He's right there. (laughs) Yeah, that's me. And eventually settled on Vince Parker. They recorded a demo after Claypool sold his car. The band went by Primate, but had to change once a group called Primates threatened legal action. And so we have Primus. By 88 and a healthy rotation of drummers later, they recorded a demo called
1: Mark Sausage. So, um, you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, my buddy Nate, who's a, a big Primus fan, actually has a pressing of, the, of Sausage. That's crazy. Uh, and we listen to it. It's totally badass. But I also wanted to point out, um, if you think about, you know, Primus uh, with just Les Claypool, and I apologize to the other dude, I forgot his name on guitar, and a drum machine all you need is Peter Steele, and there's a way cooler <laughs> typo negative in the works. Am I wrong? How cool would typo negative with Les Claypool be? Bounding? Oh, my
0: God. That would be amazing. That'd be awesome. And gothic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By 89, we have a new guitarist, Larry Lerr, Lalande, and drummer Tim Herb Alexander, and a record, Suck on This, which is a live record. Uh, yeah. In 90, though, 1990, we get the band's official debut with the studio album Fizzle Fry. Such singles as John the Fisherman and Too Many Puppies. And a video featuring Kirk Hammett helped the band's popularity and get some attraction from Interscope Records, which is where they signed. Mm-hmm. So, Mark, before we get sailing on the seas of cheese, let, uh-huh. let's discuss briefly Les Claypool's innovative bass playing. I mean, this guy's brain... It's working differently, right?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, I'm not actually a neuroscientist. I just play one on this program. So let me say this. Yes, 100%. He gets compared uh, to Flea-Lot because he's uh, really Les Claypool's only contemporary that doesn't sound kind of just like everyone else at the time. Uh, and what they were doing on bass. However, if you look at his influences, it's no wonder why his style of, of songwriting and playing are so innovative. Uh, when asked about his favorite bass players, he mentioned everyone from uh, Getty Lee of Rush, Chris Squire of Yes, Paul McCartney of The Beatles, uh, Stanley Car- Clark, excuse me, of Return to Fr- return to forever which is a pioneering jazz fusion band uh, i had to look them up geezer butler of black sabbath john paul jones of led Zeppelin, uh and bootsy collins of the parliament bootsy. Funkadelic. so uh his influence uh has no boundaries uh so it's no surprise that that reflects uh in the sounds he creates
0: yeah This is where a high skill at something, it's just, it's inherited in some, you know, Claypool's bass playing is so innovative and inspiring. I mean, his timing is perfect. Not a one trick pony at all from tapping, slapping flamenco style guitar and and guitar like courting. He's basically create, he basically created a whole new way to write, to play the instrument, Um, you know, that it's just a special gift. So. May 14th, 1991, out comes Sailing the Seas of Cheese, right? We get Jerry the race car driver, Tommy the cat, uh, and those damn blue-collar tweakers are all released as singles. So, uh, Mark, uh, you ready to slap that bass? Fish (laughs) (laughs) All right. Seas of Cheese. If only such existed, Mark. Uh, With a band Mm. like Primus, I feel like you're going to always need A short intro song like this to set up what what is to be expected, Uh, and with one listen, you know this is going to be unique and expect anything, right, Mark?
1: Yeah, actually, I love the way uh, or this move uh, by bands like just to set the tone of the album, especially when you plan uh, to take them on an odyssey. You know, like across an odd sea (laughs) of cheese. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it.
0: Track two, here come the bastards. Uh, So awkward in a good way. and And it seems to work out. We get a heavy palm muted guitar and, and the bass basically is like playing like its own separate song, but it's just, it's all working. Say what you want about Claypool's vocal tone, but it's placed so well with the music. Mark, are you digging this song?
1: Oh yeah, I'm into it. Uh they do a great job of ramping the sound up slowly and methodically off that intro track. Uh we should talk about Les Claypool singing a bit. Uh it's unorthodox for sure, but given the music it's being sung over, his tone and range really work well to add the band, uh add to the band's unique and distinct sound. It's I, I don't think that this band works with another vocalist like at all. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Except for say maybe Tom Waits.
0: <laughs> Which we'll get to, right? Which we'll get to. <laughs> Track three, Sergeant Baker. Uh, one of the earliest songs the band wrote with rec- I mean, recordings going back to 1986, uh, narrated from the point of view of a drill sergeant. Uh, you know, with listen, with the line steers and queers, and this is being 91, I can't help but think of full metal jacket. Uh, unsure if Sergeant Hartman was the influence here, but we see the band taking these characters, these concepts these concepts excuse me and creating a whole world around them in a song i love the heaviness that the song brings uh which shows that primus is not just about funk all
1: the time mark yeah you know the slow build of the the first two track really pays off here when the band just gets gets really loud and rocks the fuck out uh that big funky bass is there but it doesn't overpower uh, Herb on drums or Lur on guitar who uh, get the opportunity to show off their unique styles as well. Really cool track. Three piece band, man.
0: Yeah. Three piece band. I'm telling you, man, you do so much man really really uh track for american life uh discussing the views of people coming to the u.s for a better life claypool is using the bass at the beginning here as uh as if one would use the guitar and i love how innovative the use of the instrument is like that uh and, and it's bass to me like if you were to strip this down in its natural form it's basically like a folk song right if you were to take away everything uh, the bass and guitar are just uh they're, they're so on point here uh and they aren't even like it's so weird because it's like they're not talking to one another, but they're totally just—it's working in sync somehow, and and it's raising the eyebrow, which always intrigues me.
1: Mark, yeah, you know that's part of Primus's signature sound, right? The bass playing uh, more of a lead, and the guitar is left to kind of explore the sound uh, and add to it without simply following the bass around. You get these uh, two different ideas that come right. together. Form form more than their whole. So it's it's a great track, man. Just really cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Track five, Jerry
0: was a race car driver. Uh a song most casual Primus fans would know, right? Jerry was a race car driver, is about a young man named Jerry who loves driving his car fast around. Claypool's hometown of El Sobrante. Uh, It also compares Jerry's frivolous lifestyle with the exploits of a fireman named Captain Pierce. Uh, In the end, both men meet their fates equally in uninspiring ways. Now, Claypool would say that Jerry was a race car driver is a uh, composite of a few people. He said, I knew this guy. Uh, I knew this type of guy in high school who was not too popular with the girls, but he had a car that was kind of a cool car, uh, but not really the coolest car. I would always race it around and show off uh, and every now and again do something stupid. So that was a huge impact for him on Jerry was a race car driver. He said he wasn't the best race car driver out there, but he wasn't the worst. He never did anything Uh, He never did win any checker flags, but he never came in last. He's very mediocre. Uh, He's just your average Joe guy. And right in the middle of the song, for no apparent reason, it starts talking about a Captain Pierce who's actually Claypool's uh, grandfather. He said he wasn't my blood grandfather. He was Mm -hmm. my stepfather's uh, grandfather. Uh, But he was an amazing guy and taught me a lot of things and taught me how to weld and solder. Very smart guy. We did a lot of fishing together. Uh, just a big part of his life. And he was a fireman. So, Mark, after all that, do you wish you were a race car driver?
1: Yeah, Not so much. I just Aww. wish people would get out of my way when I'm on the road. You know what I mean? Uh, hey, at, at three minutes and ten seconds long, this is a shorter Primus song, which is fitting for a song uh, about how things end when uh, they end and you don't really expect them to. They end before their time, right? Yeah. Um, and, and how that affects the individual. Really cool and interesting song. Great track. And I got to tell you, that dog will hunt. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> track six is called Eleven. Uh, could
0: be my favorite song on the record. If you're a fan of songs with odd time signatures, uh, then this is for you. With a time signature of eight and what appears to be about social alienation and isolation. Uh, mm-hmm. This song rocks really hard. Uh, Mark, are you digging Eleven? And I'm not talking about the character on Stranger Things. <laughs>
1: Uh, As she is a child, I will tell you, I I am most definitely not digging on her regardless. I do dig this track. However, uh, her acting skills are fantastic, and I always look forward to seeing what the character will do next. Anyways, uh, just like... Uh, with Les Claypool. I always want to see what he's going to do next. Uh, This odd tempo and time signature add to the distorted feeling of time and space. The band is able to produce what appears to be so effortlessly, but I'm sure it took forever to work out because my God, that time signature makes me crazy trying to play along. Uh, That said, I'm sure it takes, you know, just, a ton of time to do that, and, and I think we're better for it because it makes this track and it adds to the depth of this album in such a cool way. Yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Track seven is this luck. uh If you think Claypool's bass playing couldn't get more distinctive, then you're wrong because he owns it with this main riff that uh, pretty much just sees it through the whole entire song. It's got really a lot of grit to its teeth, and although the lyrics small uh, not big and they're repetitive the
1: song just completely it will rock your jock strap off mark what, what about you yeah I, I, this actually might be my favorite track on the album it's got a, a bit of a punk rock vibe and energy to it lyrically it feels like it could have uh, been on like a black flag song oh. uh, people often mistake Uh, hard work and uh, effort for luck. And that's uh, what he's trying to address here. Simple things from uh, matching your shoes and socks to playing his bass uh, to having a girl uh, that wants to kiss him. Right. Is it luck? Uh, And ultimately getting lucky. Is it luck? It it takes a lot of hard work to get that lucky. If if you know what (laughs) I mean. And I think that's the point of this song. It's a really cool track. Yeah, it really is. Uh, track a
0: granddad is a little ditty. Uh, the track is an ambiance of a running shower in the background, uh, as a deep voice character, presumably granddad. Um, it doesn't add anything in
1: particular, but it's funny. Uh, Mark, did you like this little ditty? Uh, you know, this track's uh, uh, the first track on the B-side uh, of the the, the album, album. So in Primus style, they're really making sure that you're in that proper weird headspace after you've flipped this bad boy over. Uh, you know, it's it's cool. It serves its purpose for me. I'm I'm into it.
0: Yeah. And, and thinking about that album experience, which we all love,
1: right? You flip it over to the B-side and you get that track. Makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah. You're already going like, okay, it's going to get funk. What the hell? <laughs> You know, and it's just like did did they did they record this in his living room? Like what (laughs) might (laughs) have. Right? And like grandpa was just in the bathroom, and they're like, Oh shit. Yeah, he's in the the shower again. Let's go get him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Track nine, Tommy the Cat.
0: Tommy the Mm -hmm. Cat initially appeared, of course, in the on the 1989 album, uh the live version of it, uh, suck on this. Uh the studio version later became the second single. Uh for the band's second album, which is this, Sailing in the Seas of Cheese. It was also, of course, included in the soundtrack of the 91 film, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. In the studio version, we get Tom Waits, who provides Yo. the voice of Tommy the Cat. Uh, Mark, I think the song is so unique. Character creation, the wit, superb musicianship. Uh, it's so cool. What, what about you?
1: Yeah, man. It's like the funk rock is in full effect here with this, like, thumping bass and drums just keeping the wheels Uh mashing the, the gas full speed uh it, it's you know down the proverbial this is it's just so cool i'm, I'm it like is. at a loss for words for it tom waits is tommy the cat i mean who else could have pulled it off really other than les claypool uh and the fact that he's on the record speaks to that how far out of the box primus gets uh when it comes to creativity and, and being unique uh it's such a fun song to rock out to so interesting that two people like Waits and Claypool and, and the Primus
0: group kind of so outside the box and thinking and find ways to merge together. That's pretty that's pretty cool. You know, mm-hmm. track 10, Sappington Waltz, uh, a waltz on the sea of cheese is what I picture in my mind here. Uh, it's again, you know, a little interlude. That's a highway from one song to the next.
1: Um, again, pr- I mean, pretty cool, right, Mark? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great segue to keep the listener on their toes as, as they move from song to song. You can't help but but feel like Waits had some hand in influencing this as, you know, Waltz uh, always seems to come yeah, up with what he so does. True. And he, you know, so like you can kind of feel that inspiration there as kind of, you know, com- especially coming out of Tommy the Cat and the fact that he was on it. And, like, I think that's a really cool touch um it could be completely coincidental they could have had it and just needed to fill the space on the record i don't know uh but i think it's it's just so damn cool yeah it really is speaking of damn track 11 is those damn blue collar tweakers
0: uh musically again primus shows like they could get heavy and i feel like when i talk to fans of heavy music um they're unfamiliar with you know uh, primus where so they may not equate primus to getting heavy but could get heavy i mean this is those this is beefy right as i say and yes i did say beefy uh the song content is giving us you know how long-haul truckers are using stimulants to keep themselves awake to deliver more freight quickly um so mark you tweaking
1: yet born tweaking frank Uh, you know i love that the they pay homage to the working class here by making the commentary that you know the candles that burn twice as bright only burn half as long, right? Uh, People don't think that Les Claypool can think that deeply, but there it is as one of his lyrics. Uh, As uh, a way to say, uh, as a way to say uh, society puts too much pressure uh, on the working class, but that's if they want to keep their status in society, they don't have any other choices. It's really interesting. Um, This is a great example of song... Uh a song with depth and meaning that people gloss over because they just think Primus is a band that Beavis and Butthead liked.
0: Yeah, it's so funny you say that because again, some people I'll talk to and they'll be like, Oh, they're like a gag band, right? And I'm like, mm.
1: I'm like, there's humor, right? But right, no, but I mean they were a big part of that 90s alternative metal scene. Like, this yeah, they were they were huge for a while, it's crazy. It is track. 12 fish on the fisherman chronicles
0: chapter two big sound tracking here uh you know it's fish on the fisherman chronicles chapter two is the second song of the fisherman trilogy that began with john the fisherman on frizzle fry and it ends with the old diamondback sturgeon on pork soda big fan of creating the characters and having stories weave throughout several albums um you know what about length? Well, for the most part, you know this album really doesn't have many lengthy tunes, so I'm okay with it because I'm not exhausted by those lengthy tunes. Uh, what about you, here, Mark?
1: You know I really agree with you on the length here, Frank. It it doesn't distract from what the band is doing. If anything, like the intro, uh, and, you know, and the band's love for interludes, it works with the context of the album. The song, despite not being uh. Excuse me, the record, despite not being a concept album, does contain its themes and atmosphere. And that's why they're what they're playing into here. And it really works. This song, as much as it's part of the, the trilogy, Frank mentioned, helps to tie the album together thematically. and adds the album's overall continuity. Yes. Uh, plus, when the band jams out at the, the end, you really get the feel of how absolutely talented these dudes are because they shred. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's, uh, I mean, well said, man. That's so true. So true. Thank you. Track 13, Los Bastardos. Uh, the various voice samples throughout the song are taken from the British sitcom, The Young Ones, a series well known for its uh, liberal use of the word bastard. Uh, features uh, the bands joined by several guest musicians like Mike Borden from Faith No More. Uh, this is going to be a good one. Tony House. Chaba and Merv Haggard from the limbo maniacs, limbo maniacs. They're all chanting. Here they come. Listen, fun way to end the album. Right, Mark?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I like the end of the album. I like that. They end the album with this referring back to the first song. Here come the bastards and using that feeling of madness to bring about the album's final rock out kind of jam out uh, class climax. Really well done. Yeah, man.
0: That was fun. That was fun. Let's chat up, Mark, some final thoughts on the record. Why why don't you
1: take us through it first? I really did have a great time listening to this album. Primus has always been a band that I've admired much like you, Frank, from afar. Uh, Like I said last week, I I loved Pork Soda when I was a teenager. But like with many bands, I had that album and I was ready to keep exploring different sounds uh, and just kind of left it at that. I really wish I had it now, though. Uh, Sailing the of cheese has has changed me, Frank. Uh, perhaps it was the salty Swiss air or the funk of the Gorgonzola. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Uh, but seriously, there is so much more to this band than bass parts. Your brain can't process the, yeah. the musicianship and songwriting uh, are seriously way above and beyond what they get credit for the album flows amazingly keeping the listener engaged wondering what could possibly be coming next uh stunningly creative and beautifully executed just an amazing listening experience yeah. front to back i'm giving this guy uh, an eight out of ten definitely check out this record i i'll be trying to find this vinyl uh, yeah. as soon as possible
0: yeah totally and and i like the way you put it too it's like the the base parts some of them are difficult for the brain to process because there's certain things had to just sit there and I pondered after listening to some of the songs. I'm like, how did that happen? Right? Like, how was that even created? So um, good, good point you brought up there. So, you know, as we talked about, you know, off record, Mark, Prime is kind of like a niche band, right? You have to be in the mood for the niche, kind of like Psycho Billy or even Tom Waits, as we talked about. However, mm-hmm. once you're in the mood for them, then it's on. And you can't help but appreciate what these guys are doing creativity uh, creativity with their, with their music. Uh, I've said it a bunch of times. I, I totally messed up. I said that a bunch <laughs> of times. Uh, but when your brain works the way Claypools does, then it creates just a different style of songwriting. This isn't verse, chorus, verse, chorus, right? bridge repeat with with the hooks this is first centered around a theme or a character and the course is basically that point hammered home uh, dylan does this Waits does this uh primus is doing this with their blend of all these styles uh and it, it becomes even daunting to figure it out at the end there's that processing right uh, stuff that goes on um uh, mm-hmm. but you know it Listen, at the end, it is just music. It's high-quality music with some really amazing musicians uh, that they weren't the sexy band of their time, and hence why uh, they are at that point of intersection between the underground and the cult-like status and slight mainstream. Um, I really enjoy this record with Tommy the Cat, 11, Sergeant Baker being my faves. But, I mean, every track, really, it is an album experience. I give it an 8 out of 10 mark, um, mm-hmm. and similar to you. So it was... So enjoyable listening to this. And uh, I think it's time, Mark, that you tell the kids at home what we have planned
1: for next week. I, Frank, I, I hope you're good with a, a long play. I, I picked a long album for us. Nice, to nice to a nice long one. Right. We're doing a double LP that double runs LP. 18 tracks with a bonus track at the end. Uh, and it's none other. <gasps> than london calling oh oh yeah i look hey i'm gonna be on the road a bit it's hard for me to really dive deep oh, into this but frank and i are gonna record for you so we're gonna do something we're both familiar with and have a really oh, good time with it's it's uh oh one of the best rock albums of the 80s released january of 1980 wow london calling i'm blushing wow yeah i mean
0: whoo man that's the thing that album and of course we'll get into it but it's just mm-hmm. it's transcended music in general like it's not just yeah. oh well if you had to be you know a punk or yeah, you have to like this no no that album is for anyone who likes music and absolutely man good call good call Yeah,
1: we'll be sucking that dicks record next week <laughs> that's right <laughs> sounds good my man hey <laughs> god that was awesome <laughs> thanks everyone for
0: joining us on to check out this record podcast like subscribe rate review suggest
1: be safe out there if you're wondering if we make any money on youtube it's because of jokes like that that we don't (laughs) but we're at the end of this episode so won't you say it with me now (laughs) oh my my oh (laughs) hell yes oh bye bye
0: have fun sailing on the seas of cheese my friends
1: frank get your gorgonzola over (laughs) here buddy (laughs) i want you to smell my breeze